We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined, as always, by AJ Hayfley and Blaze Hunter. Avs win 3-2 over the St. Louis Blues in what was a close game, a, a competitive hockey game, and look, the big story of the night Yes, Nathan McKinnon had a great game, but Jonas Johansson gets his first win in an Avalanche jersey. Look, that first goal went in on him, and everyone was everyone was groaning and moaning about here we go again, and he got it together and, and got so, this deep done. I just want to say that first goal didn't bother me at all. I mean, given like the recent history of Colorado's backups, there was obviously like a oh, Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you saw the replay of that goal, you were like, this is just one of those fluky goals. Like, it sucks to give up, and I would be all over Grubauer if he had given it up and saying that it was weak and soft and all that. But for 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 JoJo, my expectations just aren't there. Uh, and so I was just – I was like, look, that's a bad – that's that's as much a bad break as it is bad goaltending. And then I'm, I'm just getting this out of the way right now. I had no issues with the Perron goal. The second yeah, no, goal, the, the no, second no. goal, I had no I, – I saw some people being on – going on about how he just only gives up these weak goals and on and on and on. And I'm like, look, that's just a I, – I just didn't have any problem with that one. Um, so 
kind of a kind of a kind of a goal that just got through him. Um, you, you can't keep giving up the first shot of the game, dude. Like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, a problem. But then the the save on the breakaway on Hoffman when it was one one. That was uh, that's a that's a huge stop. Yeah. That's a huge stop. And then the way that he settled into the game that third period, it would have been really easy for that pressure to have gotten ratcheted up the way that it did and for him to have fallen apart. That didn't happen. He stood tall. He did his job. And he now has as many wins as the Buffalo Sabres since John Vogel tweeted that bullshit about Johansson being the worst goaltender in 19 years. So, you know, maybe maybe the guy who's been covering losing hockey for two decades isn't an expert on goaltending. Big yike. That's that's one big yike. Anyway, Johansson. Anyway, just happy for Johansson to to have yeah. gotten to have gotten some success. I'm and, you know, gotta keep gotta keep uh, gotta keep proving it and all that. But I was not. I I had issues with that. I I had issues with that tweet from a professional standpoint. I thought I, you know I am nowhere near the world's most professional guy, and anybody could go through my anybody can go through my tweet history and just find that out. But the one thing that I don't do is say shit like that about players. Thank so you. I'm 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 all for JoJo throwing that back in that dude's face the rest of his career. Every every win yeah every win is is a little notch in that belt to say non small part of the universe that wishes the Avs could play the Sabres somehow this year but yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen at all straight up <laughs> no. man but anyway he, it had to be a he, miracle look they he he outplayed Jordan Bennington the Pretty the guy hard. who was yeah. supposedly the the worst goaltender in 19 years of the of, of the last Sabres of, of the last 19 years of Sabres hockey Somehow just beat the guy that got $6 million for the next six years. And that, which, look, <laughs> that deal looks worse every single game that Bennington plays since it got signed. I don't want to take away from McKinnon's two goals tonight, but that third one especially, that is some softy from Bennington. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was not good. <laughs> that should never go. That that went in five hole, too, from yep. that angle on the ice. Yeah. That's, that's it's the not only angle it can go in. What you doing? As, as quoted they, by AJ, I know I suck now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting now. I tell you, there is there is a thing about guys who get paid and they lose a little bit of the edge when they have financial security. Yeah, it's very much a thing that exists in pro sports. Definitely, <laughs> I'm, it's human nature to a certain extent, for sure. Once you've uh, got some security in your position no doubt about it but yeah can can you make a pass off the pads if it just goes into the net <laughs> <laughs> Bennington's like, I mean he's like he's like 4D chess here I am can't, can't score on the rebound if I don't give it to you in the first place big guy <laughs> okay Jordan <laughs> It, he's That's like 100% right what that shot was, he, too, right? He, he's thinking that's about the, the box score, and he's like, oh, on the box score, if Nathan McKinnon scored on me, nobody's going to question that. <laughs> how about how about Nathan's first goal was sick? Yeah, the uh, the spin Whoa. move to the Whoa. front of the net that we see yeah. never, ever, ever work for anyone else. <laughs> look, look, I'm, I'm just going to say, 
Not to not to just take away all credit from Mac, but I thought that was really bad goaltending yeah, by no, Benson. I, I actually he agree. was he was like hiding in his yeah. net, like they were playing hide and seek or something. He and he was like, off you it. "Can't it see me." Super weird. Yeah. Like, is he? Does he think that he's gonna like pop out and peekaboo the puck carrier? Like, <laughs> what are you so deep in your net for? Pop it was goalie. It was so odd, and like you take advantage of bad goaltending like that. Great. But this, the, I, I, if those goals had been scored against Grubauer, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I, not I what really... you want from your starting goaltender. No, I mean, that looks bad for the Blues, right? But uh, for the Avs there, that is a great look. I mean, it was an awesome play. Uh, obviously, goaltending was bad, but still, to bring it into the front of the net there and actually get that goal, was it, it was big for Mac after that frustration. He came out on fire tonight. Well, I mean, the other side of that coin is what is it about the St. Louis Blues that the Avs power play just assassinates because they had two power play goals tonight and then another power play where they hit like three posts. <laughs> and and the irony of it is that they have a power play with an empty net and don't score. Yeah, right. They couldn't even get that. <laughs> like, they did better without Bennington than with. <laughs> just don't play him just go six guys on the ice all the time hey they tried to go six guys and bennington at one point there but uh they did the got him so wow the refs got him in this game yeah, oh yeah. god i, I oh, promise i wouldn't say anything right. about it so. if right. y'all have something gonna... to say go ahead but are we going to talk about the refing tonight? Is that something that we're going to do, or is that something that uh, shamefully up there, or shamefully up there, has uh, got us in trouble for? <laughs> Let me. So all I want to say is, a couple weeks ago, I had mentioned that I have no idea what what constitutes cross checking anymore, because the way that they do it uh, in front of the net, like the way that they just murder guys in front of the net, as we saw. And then the way that they call it everywhere else on the ice, it just it feels like a completely different penalty that they call. Like I don't know what more you're yeah. looking for with Shen in front of the net outside of it's chaotic. There's a lot of stuff happening. They're also trying to make sure that they can see the puck, and they're trying to watch eight different dudes in the in 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 the goal mouth area like they're all in there committing i'm sure infractions of some kind like there's a lot going on in there but it's also like this is why there's two of you and this is why one of you stands like 30 feet away <laughs> how do you it almost feels that? like it's yeah it almost feels like it's like a leftover from the clutch and grab like era right like where guys yeah. would go to the front of the net and it was just like murder ball in front of there where it's just like anything goes if you go to the front of the net and it's like it, as long as you're cross-checking the guy in the back low, they're not going to give you like they're not calling it. But tonight, that was that was pretty bad. Like that. Well, and, and that, Shen Shen did it on I, I counted three three different occasions in the game where Shen had egregious cross-checks, where yeah. it was like you could have if you called the Ranton in one. Which, for the record, I'm not I'm not 100 sold. That was even a penalty. Just because the stick broke, it didn't look like he was really... It looked like he shoved him and the stick snapped more than it looked like yep. he cross-checked him. But I would be okay with that penalty had they called all of the cross-checks that had been leading up to it because it would have been like, look, this is how they've been calling it all game. What can you say about it? 
But not only was that not the case, but it just kept getting ramped up in intensity. <laughs> like every every subsequent cross check was like, what the hell is going on here? And I just I don't I don't have any idea anymore. Like cross checking has gone the way of goaltender interference. I'm just not sure anymore. If I was trying to explain the rules to somebody that didn't understand hockey and they were like, okay, well, why was that okay? But that other one wasn't. I'd be like, ah, bro, I really don't know. <laughs> That's a problem. Where it gets yeah. me is like, can you at least make an argument that the dude was trying to make a hockey play? And on multiple of Shen's ones tonight, there's no way. Like, on the con for one, he takes two steps. The dude loads up as hard as he can. He yeah. knows his goalie has the puck and just yeah. unloads on Confer's back. And that's it's like, that's, what are you doing? It wasn't even a, like a desperation play where he was like, oh, man, there's like an issue here. It was like, I'm taking my frustration out right now on this dude's back. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was like, um, I'm mad and there's a guy near me. Yeah. It's a goal mouth scramble. Let's 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 hurt somebody. Yeah. And then and then like okay, the other the other one I just just curious how you guys feel, but is that tripping? Yes, 100%. It it's always has been. You can't just throw your body at people and it not be tripping. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, I mean that was not that long ago Sam Gerard taking the puck down offensively into the zone and a dude and they did didn't the same call it. thing. Yeah, I know. And they didn't call it, and they were just like, and we were all was like, going? stripping, right? Like, that's, that's, that's stripping, right? And everybody was like, yeah, that's stripping. So for them to have called it in this one, it's like, were you just feeling like you had to give a penalty to the Blues after <laughs> you just called one on the Avs? Like, did you watch the replay of the Rantanen penalty and go, oh, my God, that's not a very good call? And so they were just like, well, we definitely need to find something. And then they call that, and it was just I don't. On the other on the other side of it, I would be like, "Wow, way to way to take the air out of the end of the game." An exciting <laughs> game. At the other, at the same time, though, don't trip the guy. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Blues were bowling for Avs there for a second at the end there. I mean, he like went directly for it. You know, there can be some things said for it when you're sliding and then the guy kind of skates into the path of where the guy's sliding to, but this guy was going straight for the, Yeah, I mean, his stick broke and there was an empty net behind him. So like he knew his one mission was to impede him no matter what. (laughs) That's exactly what he did. Like there's no secret about what he was trying to do there. And I I don't understand why he was so mad about it, but. Yeah, you think though at some point, right? Like he would have just gone for like the body shot, like just kind of yeah, hopefully maybe because you're not going to get called for that. But once you go down on the ice, right there, you're going to get called for tripping. So, yeah, I, yeah, like there's this misconception that has been spread for a long time about the idea of getting the puck first, and while some referees do call it this way. In the NHL rulebook, it doesn't matter if you get the puck or not. A trip is a trip. (laughs) There is no no get-out-of-jail-free card if you get puck first. It's still a penalty. Right, right. Well, that's because, like, after watching that rule, yeah. (laughs) After that rule and they put it in place, guys were just, like, swinging their sticks. And if they got to the puck at least first, it's cool. And then it's just, like, go for the skates. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like... 
it it's still a penalty if you hit the puck. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's, yeah. it's how the rules <laughs> work. We do have to take our first period break here, however, as we are sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time, and Mike is a certified financial planner. So he'll look at your entire finances when it comes to finding the right home loan for you, a whole lot more than just getting you a great rate you can check these guys out at dnvrmortgage.com get yourself signed up for a free consultation as well as the chance to win some free dnvr march so get on over there today you can also call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 michael chevalier nmls 1931006 virginia chevalier nmls 1910631 we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, my DraftKings pick of the week. I am going with Nazem Kadri to score the first goal tomorrow night in Saturday's game, plus 1,200 to score goal number one. So I think Kadri's due. I think he's going to get number one. going to go win myself some money. Easy, easy times right there. Easy times. Make some money on the abs. Make some money betting on basketball, baseball, football, any other sport you want. Highly recommend you check it out over DraftKings Sportsbook. They have amazing odds boosts all the time. Still time to get in on their one for $100 bet if you're a new account on the March Madness event. So jump on over there. Use code DNVR when you sign up to let them know we sent you. DraftKings Sportsbook, the Number one rated sportsbook app out there. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings sportsbook. Andrew, thank you for the super chat. He asked, why, is Cal, why isn't Cal playing instead of O'Brien? We talked about it a bunch yesterday. I feel like I've got an answer for this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like after a day of contemplation, I feel like I've come up with the secret sauce here. All right? All right. So why would – why – just stick with me here. Uh, why would you play a guy who was a first-round pick of yours just two years ago who – has 100 AHL games played, which has previously been an important benchmark for the franchise, who has NHL experience and has looked good in NHL in his NHL experience and is on a five-game point streak in the AHL in which he has registered eight points, and it could have been a lot more, trust me. There were, there were some breakaways that got stopped in that process. A guy who plays all situations for your Eagles team. Why would you play that guy when you can instead choose to play a guy who looks and acts and plays like a guy who is in an adult kickball league? Like a guy, a guy who thinks playing dodgeball is like fun, right? The guy, the guy that just wanted wanted gym class to never end, ever. I saw somebody call him a gym teacher. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> Why would you? We would just rather play that guy because he wants he wants the, the team wants the size and they want the physicality against St. Louis because that's what that's what they needed tonight. They needed that grit. It was just super important to have it here. <sighs> So why play Martin Kaut? Clearly, you think he's soft and not skilled. So what's the point? So here's the thing. 
the grit was there, sure. You can say O'Brien was running around and finishing his checks tonight, but O'Brien is listed at 6'1", 205, and Martin Kaut is listed at 6'2", 195. <laughs> so there isn't really any size difference there. Uh, I'm sure if you asked Kaut to run around and hit dudes, he would run around and hit dudes. <laughs> but anyway... It's probably it, it, just a mentality thing, right? Like O'Brien yeah. is like just wired to go hit guys. Counts not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, counts too cerebral of a guy. He's too skilled of a yeah. guy. He doesn't have any issues with physicality or toughness or any of that. But we're giving him too much credit. Like, if 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 a team, if an opposing team calls you up right now and says we're interested in in Martin Count, but you guys don't seem to be playing, and what's the deal? What don't we know here? It's like... answer is, oh, he's too good. <laughs> are you going to be like, well, we're just waiting for one of our good players to go down so he can play in a bigger role? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely tough. Like Patty and Eagle oh, stats. We, we, we really like him. Okay, well, if you really like him, then why won't you play him? He got one game this year, and that was it. Among your myriad and endless string of forward injuries since the season has started, they've only had like a handful of games with the entire forward core being totally healthy. Yep. So what a great problem to have though, that this is the conversation. It it used to be. I mean, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, right? Like, because you want to see these guys come up and like make an impact. It was a good problem to have when you had 14 NHLers. It's less of a good problem, and this is nothing against Liam O'Brien, but it's le- it's it's less of a good problem when you're playing AHLers over a guy who <laughs> you drafted him in the first round. You have to think he's yeah. an NHLer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, and like you've drafted him and you've developed him, and then by the way, you bent over backwards, and this is the thing. This is the hill that I die on here. Yeah, you bent over backwards last year to protect his ELC. Because yeah. you thought the three years of him on an on a sub million dollar contract was so important that you had to that save it. They refused to play him in. <laughs> they only games. played him the nine games last year. Yeah, and now and now it's just done. Like he got he played one game and it was like done. Yeah, definitely. It's just a really weird approach, and it's a really weird approach. To just automatically assume that he makes the roster next year, because if he's not if he's not getting in an injury yeah. time now, why is you know they just gave Liam O'Brien a deal? What's to stop them from giving him right. another deal? They and actively, then having him open the season on the fourth they line. Actively signed a dude to play ahead of Cout, and that's concerning. So um, it's really weird that the Evs are eleven zero and two, and they just beat the Blues. And they're on top of the world right now, and we're even having this conversation. Like, let me let me at least bring yeah, this back into context for sure. This, this, is a, this is this is a nitpick of ours. It is it's like a small problem here. The abs okay? on it's the whole a, are still doing just fine. It's a small problem here in the big picture of things where things are going very, very well. The abs sit at the NHL level. Are they actually did? Did anybody win? Okay, yeah. So Tampa and Florida also won. So they're still tied at the top of the the entire league. 
Is they're Vegas off. in action tonight? They're off, right? Yeah, Vegas is off tonight. Uh, they play tomorrow, I believe. It's going to be the late game, right? Yeah, they play Minnesota tomorrow night. So okay. when the Avs yep. game is going on, might be doing some scoreboard watching that Vegas game as well. Just, just so the Avs have six points right now on Minnesota. Yep. Like this is not it's a two team division, man. This is this is becoming more like the other the other thing that I want to talk about with Vegas real quick before we can get back to tonight and the series and all that. Um Vegas is five five and one this year against Minnesota and Colorado. <laughs> like you could say that the abs have given games away to the other teams in the division and they definitely have, but the fact that the abs have now I can say this with it being true with no caveat, they have a winning record against every single team in the division. There isn't a single team that has the advantage. Are we, are, are the abs tied with the Knights right now in points? Well, it just like head to head. No, they have a they are three two and one, whereas three, two, Vegas, one. Is, okay. Vegas is three yeah. and three. Okay, because the OTL. Yep. So it's not a big advantage, <laughs> you know. Uh, but for right now, through six games, six of the eight games, Colorado has the advantage. If Colorado, if Colorado wins one of two games against Vegas in their final matchup, they guarantee themselves the season series. So we're talking and and like not only that, but same the, the other the other aspect of this and what I was tweeting about tonight when I was saying St. Louis is desperate for points. The Blues, 17 of their last 21 games come against Minnesota, Vegas, and Colorado. And a lot one of, of those teams. one of those games, one of their non-games against those teams is Arizona, who is the team now one point behind them. <laughs> Right now, I mean, look, we can talk about like St. Louis. St. Louis has definitely had a tough road, a lot of injuries this year. Look, hot. Colton Pareko has been out for a while. He was supposed to be their number one guy. But they missed a bunch of time, too. Yeah. They also think about how much money they also spent on Justin Falk and Tory Krug. They're supposed to have help there. Yep. The The problem is, is that those guys are not DeMontaves and they are not Sam Gerard. Their, their help is not as good as Colorado's help. The, the abs survived Kale McCarr's injury with really just being like, well, things are imperfect. It's a little harder to win without him. No doubt. But... Oof. They're in, they're in some trouble. For them to have lost this game, they lost the backup versus starter game. And now I think they have to play Bennington tomorrow. I don't think they can play Billy Huso against Philip Grubauer. It's almost a scheduled loss at that point. I think they have to play Bennington tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah. especially yeah. as Chad is mentioning here, Arizona leading tonight with seven and a half to go. And Bennington and Bennington and the Blues didn't they just have like a week off? Like they've been yeah. they've been idle for forever. So I think they have to go back to Bennington tomorrow. And like we we've been we've been shit talking 
Jordan Bennington on this pod tonight, but he was great in the third period. There were some really good scoring chances where they could have they could have absolutely just buried St. Louis tonight. And Bennington stopped everything. You know, they would love him to turn that on a little sooner, but it's still like you see that and you're like, it's there. There's a good goalie in there. It's just his consistency that is yeah. his major issue for sure. Yeah. Like he's, I, I don't think he's like terrible. I, I think that that six by six will be terrible. But, but I not, think he's, I think he's, he's not Martin Jones I mean, yet. Yeah. He had a 923 save percentage, and we're all talking about him shitting the bed and stuff, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Bennington, what a joke, right? He's got a really skinny neck. That's that guy. <laughs> I mean, what are, you, like, what are you supposed to do against the app's firepower, though, as well? I mean, they, you know, they just keep coming well, and coming. Right. Well. That's St. Louis's problem is you you go down their lineup and you're like, oh, the defense isn't as good as it was supposed to be. Oh, the goalie isn't as good as it was supposed to be. Yeah. The offense, the top end of it is okay because David Perron is like defies logic. But, you know, beyond that, not having guys like Tarasenko has hurt them significantly at the top of their forward core. So, <laughs> yeah. I was going through Perron's career during intermission, during second intermission tonight, just being like, his career doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's uh, Benjamin buttoning his career. He's got like he had like two two seasons in his career where he had more than he had fifty or more points. Yep, from ages like nineteen to like twenty eight. And now all of a sudden he's just unstoppable. He's a point per game guy. They're like, what? Makes no sense. <laughs> this isn't like a Devon Taves or a Mark Stone where it was like a slow start and a slow burn to greatness in the later in the later twenties. His career was just like like he was a first round pick. He got to the NHL quickly. I don't yeah, know. It he was just very was just well fun. established himself as like a forty-five-ish point guy oh. that couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, well, and and like then like he gets into St. Louis where it's like he doesn't have a great center. He's got good centers. Yep, but they're they're not like you know they're not the tip type. If you were if you were drafting centers, he'd be real low on the list. Yeah. Like Ryan, like Ryan O'Reilly's not. You know, he's not making your top ten. Yep. He might make your top 15, depending on what you're looking at there. But I think even that would be a stretch. Like, Ryan and Ryan O'Reilly's great at what he does. He is a really good, disruptive, two-way guy. As we saw tonight, the guy can change a game. The thing uh, is, he's not great. a franchise center. But you look at what he did, and you look at what McKinnon did, and you're yep. like, there's a franchise center, and there's a really good center. Yep. Yeah. And great and, and soft guy, too. The reason the reason that guy has a con smite is because he was a franchise center for three and a half weeks. Yep. <laughs> like if you go back and you look at their playoff run, like he didn't do much until second or third round when he absolutely caught fire and was dominant the rest of that run. Like and he's he's great at what he does. But whoo. Seeing that difference tonight was definitely interesting, it was, especially when you're like, you pay Ryan O'Reilly to shut down Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, well, Nathan Nathan McKinnon had the advantage in shots on goal and scoring chances and goals and all the all kinds of stuff. I single handedly put them away on the scoreboard. Tonight. That's like that's like Columbus paying Dubinsky to shut down Crosby. 
<laughs> you, Mac had seven shots on net tonight yeah. as well. So the you've changed his scoring ability from one point three six points per game on average to one point three five. Like you're really, really locking him down there. You're doing doing good work. But yeah. So Nathan just in their head to head tonight. Nathan McKinnon uh, was a eleven to five in shot attempts, five to two in scoring chances, five to three in shots on goal. Ain't shut down nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> didn't really. And high danger chances were two to nothing for McKinnon. So, yep. I mean, if that's <laughs> the best that you got, if that's if that's your shutdown guy, then that's your shutdown guy. <laughs> can, I, can I answer a question? What yeah. uh, what was Peron pissed about at the end of the game tonight? The trip. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was still mad. Okay, okay. I wasn't catching on because he was like hot after. I was like, what? he was mad going into the box too. He was yeah, just he mad. I think yeah. He, so he broke his stick on the ice. That's why he didn't have it. Uh, and then that was part of the reason why he had to trip him with his legs. And so yeah. he had to go get a stick to go to the box. And on his way to the box, broke that stick, <laughs> smashing it on the ice. Still, uh, still one less stick broken than Miko tonight. Yeah. Well, he should try hitting it over somebody's back. Yeah, that's, that's legal <laughs> if you do it. It's. Well, I mean, Miko's gripe is like when doors open when you're playing. That is the scariest thing in the world, especially when a guy's right on you there. I mean, that's like, I, I've, uh, I've personally witnessed somebody basically break a leg with that Jeez. whole issue going on right there. So. Those are those are scary. They don't feel good. <laughs> you remember what was it? I think Ryan Smith a couple all yeah. those years ago yeah. that caught that corner and just yeah yeah yeah. It's definitely scary for sure. I think he was also a little bit mad that uh, the ref uh, got in the way of his puck handling as well. <laughs> yeah, well the ref the ref straight up stripped him of yeah. the puck. Yeah, and then he got rocked into the board, yeah. and then the door opened. I would have been like. I I would have broken that stick over my knee too, just just because I can't hit the ref. Uh, we had a super chat here from Andrew SJ San Jose with the easiest schedule remaining. Did we already answer that? I I, I would say way more likely Arizona than San Jose as the, oh as a as a playoff team. Yeah, you know what the thing is the thing is about San Jose is that they have actual firepower. They have actual goal scores. They've got Evander Kane and Logan Couture and Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle. You know, Eric Carlson has looked significantly better over the last uh, week and a half. I guess this is uh, – there's actually a case here because I don't know when Kemper and Ranta are going to be back. Yeah, they they can score goals. It, scoring a goal is not going to be San Jose's biggest issue. It's still an issue because they don't score as much as they should, to be honest. Uh, they're, and their depth kind of sucks. But – it's really like if their goaltenders can just not put them in four to three games every single night, they have, they could be significantly more competitive. San Jose, I'll tell you, if I have to, if Colorado's going to win the division and they have a choice between St. Louis, Arizona, and San Jose, Arizona leads that list yeah. by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then depending on the shape of the Blues, I don't know which team I would rather have because San Jose can cause you problems. They, they can cause you well, issue. Again, here's the thing. I don't think San Jose makes it 
unless Arizona has to start Aiden Hill for a significant stretch of time. Yeah. But if Kemper doesn't come back, if Ranta keeps have stuff nagging him, then Arizona could be in trouble too. Well, and Arizona just keeps finding ways to nonsense their way through stuff. Yeah, I don't they... under I don't get them. I don't know <laughs> how they win games, and some of this is through the lens of how badly Colorado just they really have their number for sure. Like, yeah, like really, really, really dominate that matchup in a way that makes me feel like Arizona's worse than they are. But yeah, I'm I'm just super unimpressed with almost this whole division. And as much as like you respect Vegas as a as a worthy foe, again, I like the matchup. Yep. That's not a matchup that scares me in a seven game series. I'm pre pre tonight, I was more nervous about a potential seven game series against St. Louis. But if this is what it's gonna look like, the only games that these two teams had played against each other were the first two games of the season where, you know, you really don't draw too strong a conclusion from one beatdown and then another beatdown, and they walk out of it 1-1. Now these teams are pretty well established as who they are at this point in the year. Colorado has established themselves as a top-flight offensive and defensive team. Their one weakness was their backup goaltender, and they just beat their starter with their backup. So it's like, this has potential to go south for St. Louis in a really big hurry. (laughs) So this division, it's kind of like an art class, right? Like the Avalanche walk in and they're the naked model that everyone has to draw. And they're like a Greek Adonis, right? And all the other people are trying to do the drawing and it doesn't look great. You know, they're an art class. They got got to figure things out, right? They, They haven't quite sorted it out yet. Despite the Avs junk looking immaculate because it looks so nice because they've used Manscaped. Head on over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. You can also get free shipping with that. Make sure you have the right tools for the job. Manscaped has you covered with their lawnmower 3.0. Their whole perfect package can keep it all high and tight or however else you want it down below the belt. You name it, they'll take care of it for you. Manscaped.com. Again, get that 20% off with code DNVR. Also, of course, brought to you by Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I. Head on over to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Get on that one. You can save yourself on average. Users save $961 when looking for both home and car insurance. So jump on over there. See how much you can save with Gabby. Save yourself a whole bundle. They're completely free and easy to use. So you can just jump on it and see how much you can save, whether it be through them or somebody else. Look, guys, they can't all be bangers, all right? If they're all tens, then none of them are tens. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Uh, Somewhere, Ali's sitting in course field right now, just like staring down yeah. at the ground. You can't figure out. Like what. she, she has a very disappointed feeling yeah. at the moment. I, I, I think she's probably like, I, I could have been on right now, and I wouldn't have to deal with all this BS from them. <laughs> Well, so you guys, you guys want to hear what uh, David Perron had to say? Yes. Oh, let's hear it. He said, it's terrible. I can't believe it. 
You're allowed to play the puck. I break my stick. I get the puck to keep it in the zone because we have no goalie, and it's a makeup call for the one before. That shouldn't be in our game. It's absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> Feels a little biased. Feeling like somebody needs to do a dramatic reading of the tripping penalty <laughs> during their next. Oh, you know, I have access to their their media calls. <laughs> David, which part of this penalty did not apply to you? As I read the rule word for word. AJ Haveley banned from NHL media call. <laughs> I will consider oh. this. <laughs> All right. So. Outside of the tripping call, look, I don't think it was a perfect game either by any means. On the first goal, A.J. Haithley, resident Ryan Graves defender these days. Look, yeah. that was an awful pinch from Kale McCarr. Well, and, and McKinnon, no sense of it happening either. Yeah. Going the wrong way as well. And Graves left out to dry. Basically just stands there. Yeah, that that's <laughs> like so here's my part that I didn't like about Graves is your opponent pinches and the puck comes free and like you're playing with Kale McCarr, so you're the defensive defenseman on this line. I'm sorry, but that <laughs> but you are. You you gotta be aware and be backing out of the zone. You can't get beat cleanly out off the offensive blue line. And yeah. you know, he he ends up falling behind the play just like everyone else. Like we said, it's not entirely his fault, but it's just, I was such a weird read for me to him. Just, just be chilling at the blue line. That might've also well, been like one it. where like he knows what's about to happen. And he's like, I can't get back. Yep. I'll lose the race <laughs> anyway. So screw it. <laughs> and so like, if you're in that moment, like your brain, your brain has broken. You only have bad options. And the option that you choose is the, See, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this is also the wrong answer. But again, I only had wrong answers. Fight, flight, or... Yeah, it's like, it's like going on who wants to be a millionaire and choosing the fifth option of, I refuse to answer. <laughs> and just like staring at Regis and being like, I'm not answering. I think he might have been stunned that Kale got poked like that down there. I mean, you don't see that very often, so... I mean, that's the other option there, too, is, like, he just didn't see that coming. It, it, it's it been a weird stretch of, of a while for games. I think I tweeted that a while ago where he has this kind of almost a repetition now where he'll make a bad mistake in a game, and then, you know, 20 minutes later, he'll do something. Kids are like, oh, yeah, all right, he's Kale McCarr. He's insane. <laughs> but, but it's been a bit inconsistent for him, for yeah. sure. It is uh, in his sophomore year. Um, what's no, what's no funny points, is but... like we we see McCard dominate the way that he does, but then you'll see him make mistakes, and you're like, that has to be so disheartening for other teams <laughs> that this isn't even his final form. Yeah, like to know that there's room for improvement, and that in like that 200 more NHL games like down the road. Like, he will have, like, smoothed out these rough edges and just be like, 
I only make the right decisions now, but I'm also <laughs> physically more gifted than all of you. So, do you, guess do you what remember <laughs> Do you remember when defensemen used to be like 25 to 27 when they came into the league? Like, do you guys remember those days? Like back in the yeah, day where it was I mean, like a little bit of older of a. It, it was like it was like two years after your draft year you turned pro. And then yeah. two years of the AHL minimum. You spent yeah. pretty much your entire ELC in the AHL, unless yeah. you were like truly yeah. special. And yeah. then, and then after that, it was like kind of iffy. It was like, okay, well, let's see how good this guy is. We'll see how this. Uh, we'll we'll see how this dude is. Uh, you know, in the where how our team is and kind of how he fits, yeah. and then we'll go from there. It was like solidly like a cu- couple of years here, a couple of years here. You know. And then now we're here, and it's just like yeah. more guns and roses. Well, and and <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at the fancies the other day, and Bowen Byram as a 19 year old, his offensive <laughs> his, his offensive generation is non-existent. Yep, there's nothing there, but his suppression is already elite, and I mean like high end in the NHL, not just like. Hey, this is pretty good for a 19-year-old. It's like, no. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. He is absurdly good defensively already. Now, I'm starting to think the Colorado system has a little bit of something to do with that because all of their defensive results are getting out of hand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I saw some people that were upset that Graves and McCarr are still playing together. And it's like, look, Taves and Gerard together has been the best yeah. pairing. In the in NHL. NHL. Shut yeah. down. Yeah. Like, it, it's number one. <laughs> like, you, that's why. That's why. That's why. <laughs> like, Kill McCarr, you expect, like, hey, he can carry whoever he plays next to. If you want to maybe see him against, you know, with Jacob McDonald, then great. <laughs> Get, be prepared for more breakaways. <laughs> because they're just going to be different. They're going to happen in a different way. But, like, Gerard and Taves has been the best pairing in the NHL. You don't need to mess with that. Just let it be. And then, oh, no, the you just have to figure out something to do with your actual best defenseman in, in Makar. Well, it's a tough, that's a tough life to live. <laughs> yeah, I'd. The defense is good. They they are even getting consistent quality games out of Jacob McDonald and Dan Renouf and and whoever else. It's well, and their usage is starting to get a little bit weird. True, because it's starting to really tilt. Where yeah. it's it's like okay, <laughs> Taves at twenty seven, McCarr at twenty four, Gerard at twenty six, Graves at twenty one, and then Dan Renouf at four. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob McDonald at 12 is 12, even a little bit yeah. low. And it's like, I do know, like, this was a special teams heavy game. There were there were a lot of minutes spent on special teams. 11 power plays between the two teams. So, and you're not going to put Dan, you're not putting Dan enough out there in a four on four. So, wow. There hey. were a lot of, there was a big split there. Um, but it's, and, and like, Maybe the biggest thing that I have against McDonald at this point is that he doesn't contribute on special teams. I joke tonight that at this point, Seattle is going to take 
Jacob McDonald in the expansion draft, and it would be totally fine. Habs fans would be like, shit! <laughs> I mean, like, I, I love this guy. He needs more yeah. ice time, I think. Agreed. And at this point, I'm like, look, like I, yeah. there are things that I don't love about Sam Gerrard on the PK. Why not? Let's see. Just see what McDonald can do. Yeah, yeah. Until he breaks, why not, right? Like, just let's test him out. Yeah. I mean, place. straight up, like, find his ceiling. Because right yeah. now, you yeah. just you know where it, all this all the situations he's been into this thus far his results have been so stupid if you're there's gonna some, there's a oh, no for four minutes can you just put martin cowd on the roster instead <laughs> by 13 forwards or something like might as well he could just start out on d back <laughs> Right, four minutes, and like I enough isn't accomplishing. Anything. I had to go look and make sure he didn't get hurt or something. Nope, he played a shift one minute into the first, and he played a shift twelve minutes into the third. So he was fine. They just didn't use him. Before we jump off McDonald, there's some plays where he's out there. I'm like, is that? Is that him? Is that McDonald doing that move out there? I'm like, okay, yeah, he, that's him. He's doing it. <laughs> there was one where I was like, oh, that's a that's a McCarr move right there that he's doing on the blue line. Dude, he fired a missile. Pits. Yeah. Off that face-off tonight. A <laughs> missile. I was like, I'm good with this guy. I'm happy. My biggest thing that I liked was I. it might have been Shen. It might have been Schwartz. I don't remember. But one of them came rolling down the left side of the ice. I think it was near the end of the first period. And I think it was Schwartz. And like tried to slip by him. And he just put a depth charge into his chest (laughs) and just like stood there and like turned around and was like, oh, well, here's the puck. And there goes the puck. And that's fine. But just erased him. It wasn't like he rubbed him off of the puck. It wasn't like, oh, and, and it wasn't like a big, like monster highlight reel hit. He just. He races his dude and then moves the puck away. And it was like, yeah. oh, well, that was really uneventful for the most <laughs> eventful heavy guy yeah. defenseman in the world. Like, this guy is just, I don't understand it, but I'm on I'm on team Jacob McDonald at this point. Yeah, they only credit here. him with one hit, with one hit. And it's just like, there's no way. He hits he hits a couple of people all the time. <laughs> gotta love it. You gotta love it for the Evs defense right now. They their top four when healthy is arguably the best top four in the league, and they're getting value out of their depth guys too. So stocks are rising. For all the <laughs> for all of the I don't want to say dislike, but for all of the criticism of Ryan Graves, he's been producing just fine as of late. Didn't get any points tonight, but has three assists in his last five games. So, Well, and when you look at his underlying numbers tonight, they're even. Yep. The one thing that he has the advantage in, uh, like a real, like more than like one or two the other way, uh, the scoring chances. So I like like Ryan Graves only looks bad, I think, relative to what the league's best defense looks like. Which is like right De- above like, him. Yeah, like like De- <laughs> you, you compare him to like Devon Taves and Kale McCarr and Sam Gerard and this freak of nature from nowhere, Jacob McDonald. 
<laughs> and it's just and it's just like yeah the guy he's significantly more physically limited than all of those guys and it absolutely looks like it but at the end of the night you go and you look at everything and it's like the guy finishes with oh there's two hits there's three blocked shots there's you know he's got a shot here a shot there he plays 20 minutes he he plays all the pk time like i guarantee you there are other teams looking at the league like they want to give Ryan Graves up? They want to give Ryan Graves yep. up? The we only- look at Ryan Graves and we're like, this guy's making $3 million. What the shit? And other teams are like, $3 million? For that sounds a, too bad. A guy that might be able to moonlight in our top four? $3 million? <laughs> What's this? Like, remember and also model on the side? Yeah. In free agency? Guess what? It was three million dollars. Different, different <laughs> points in their career, but same kind of role. Ian Cole's making four and a quarter right now. Right, like, it's like, up, and if if the Avs win a Stanley Cup with Ryan Graves, Graves has a job in the NHL for the next five years. Yep, because he will have Cup winner knows how to do it. Moxie, yep. guaranteed <laughs> contracts, experience, experience Chad, in the playoffs. Chet, the only beef around here is my beefy thighs and jorts tomorrow night. All right, that's the only beef you're gonna see. So. By the way, if you haven't made it down to the DNVR bar, I will be there tomorrow. If for some reason way too many of you want to see me in Jordan's, I don't know, I don't understand it, but if that's something you're into, you can see it at the bar tomorrow night. <laughs> I think they need to be a little bit shorter tomorrow night. I, I think you need to take I, a, a run off. No, they're really nice now. All right. So like afterward we washed them. So now they're all frayed and they actually oh, look yeah. good. So yeah. It's, it's maybe good. I'll I'll find a bedazzler and we can bedazzle some. There of those you go. Too. Bedazzle and MS for manscaped on the butt. Now we're talking. <laughs> They're the same shorts. I'm not I'm making nowhere, another pair of shorts. I'm nowhere near as happy about this shorts thing as the rest of you guys. <laughs> Why? AJ's just got to sit next to him all night. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't you're understand the, the point of it. But you're not on the same couch. You you've got your your uh, personal seat there that you've got a personal connection with. <laughs> just because I just because I was drunk one night and that couch felt amazing. <laughs> That's I don't, thing like I, I think it's great that I I love that I love that our our fans have decided this is a hilarious bit that we can that they are continuously just paying us to do. But it's also just like I'm it's just lost on me. I'm just like I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Y'all keep paying us exorbitant amounts of money to do it, so that's why. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's like... the thing. Is it's like you guys give us two hundred fifty dollars uh, during our post game podcast, then we'll do this thing, so it gets done. And it's just like, really, this is the strangest thing to do. You guys could have come up with a different gag for us to do for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Like we're, we're pretty obviously willing to, to whore ourselves out for nonsense here. It's fine. I won't. Just, I won't take this slander. The jorts are exactly five hundred. I just, I just, I just don't understand it. That's all. There's a lot of things in the world that I don't understand. I'm, I'm too pragmatic a, of an individual. I have a mesh T-shirt that you could wear, Rudo. Oh God, with it as well. It's pretty good. It's from a. We said I had a people of Walmart. <laughs> party once 
so I bought that for that. My nice. wife used to be into emo music. Maybe she's got some fishnets. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with emo music? Why I'm don't not, you, why don't you gear this down before this gets offensive? <laughs> I'm just saying there's a type of thing that people wear more when they're at emo concerts. Really? Yeah, it's it's called eyeliner, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, I appreciate the super chat, Jacob, but uh, unfortunately, Cade is is much more correct. Yeah. <laughs> How did this happen? It's, you know what? Tomorrow at the bar is just going to be me spending money to play to play Taking Back Sunday and brand new. Oh Jesus, that's not All even the emo. And uh, oh god, dude, we'll get we'll get it we'll get into we'll get into the uh, cards too. Oh, then, okay, now we're talking. We'll, we'll yeah. get into we'll get in a little bit of uh, we'll get a little Hawthorne Heights early Fallout boy. Mm, <laughs> does I sound like a music hipster? Apparently, Fallout boy, dude, early better. Fallout boy is best Fallout boy by like it a is. lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. I, Country music as farm emo is the funniest description I've ever heard of country music. <laughs> so good. I farm don't, emo. Uh, anime. Shit that's good. I, I'll, I'll put a price out there for my bath water if you all really want, but you ain't paying that much, so it's fine. I mean, obviously, MCR would be on there, too. The, the MCR is like the poster boy of emo music. That's like... The, a given. AJ's too much of a music hipster to, to be talking yeah, about that. It's, it sucks because it's like I, I was only like a lukewarm MCR fan. <laughs> oh, Dashboard Confessional. Yes. There we go. Oh. Did not like them at the time because that was the hipster in me, but mm. <laughs> how much for AJ to dress like a 2000 <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of, I kind of already do uh, in a lot of ways. I Never grew out of it. <laughs> I love that the ads just don't lose games, so our post-game shows end up like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Like, every game is like, ah, oh, they won again. Let's party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are our final thoughts on this game? Uh, this Arizona now officially ahead of St. Louis in the standings as they win tonight. Go for it, please. Uh Avs are looking very good, getting better and better by the game. I think tonight was a little bit of a fallback from the other night, but like, how are you going to top Wednesday's game? That was like unreal. Um, the other thing I will say is tomorrow night we will have Uller back in stock oh, at the shit. bar. So looking for that Avs second win on the back to back and some Swedish fish, AJ. So it's not all bad. <laughs> no, I, I don't have any issues with the Uller. It's way better than that shit the Nuggets guys have to drink. Yeah. That stuff is awful. I, Eric, when Mc, Eric when gave Michaela me a shot did of it, a shot of like, that, oh. and when Michaela was like, "I'm hard out," I was like, "Nope, <laughs> nope." Yeah, that stuff is not good. So, I would just like uh, my final thoughts are: when you're up three two, uh, and you go out there and you put. 17 shots on goal at five on five and only give up three in return. That's the kind of killer instinct you're looking for for from a playoff team. There's no sit back. There's no turtle. There's no, there's no nonsense. It's we are, we, we know that the foot is on the throw. We're trying to finish you off here. And in hockey, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work that way, but 
Jonas Johansson did exactly what he needed to do. He stepped up and was really good. And this is a this is a team that smells blood. Ten seconds into a game, and just goes for it. I mean, they are when they when they find their legs in a game. Nobody's been able to hang with them, and they have a chance to legit put the Blues out of this thing. Yep. Not not just tomorrow, um, you know, all of that, uh, but wouldn't be the first time the Avs could put the Blues out of the playoffs. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they're they're practiced in this. They've done it before. Yep, <laughs> saw one in person. It was great. Oh, nice. Last game of the year. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah, yeah. on that note, I guess it's time to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, all of that stuff. We appreciate all y'all in chat very, very much, uh, especially even if you're listening on the podcast post. We love all of you, too. We will be back tomorrow night, post-game live from the DNVR bar, jorts and all. Hope y'all will join us for that one as well. Uh, hopefully it's an Avs win then, too. We'll see. But we're going to get out of here. Rex oh, Cam. Oh, yeah. A little doggo Cam in the back. <laughs> there you go. You can see him. Get your doggo fix. We will talk to you guys again. Can't find the clip. Hang on. Hold on. Please hold. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs>